0: This episode is a rebroadcast of a Facebook Live event. To see Martha and Nelly's live show, please follow their Facebook page at facebook.com backslash bubble lounge club. That's facebook.com backslash bubble lounge club. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Bubble Lounge. I'm Nelly Shudo. And I'm Martha Jackson. And today we have on Kristen Gura Fickman and Andy Fickman, two of my friends from Hollywood who are very successful in the business. Andy's been making movies and musicals all over the world for years. And they're gonna give us a perspective on what Hollywood is doing these days during the pandemic.
1: Well, and I'm so excited because Nellie has literally talked about this couple for months and she's wanted me to meet them and have them on the show and I'm so excited to have them on. And what a perfect time when we're on quarantine and so many things about Hollywood and TV and movies are changing right now and they're going to let us know what's going on and how everyone's handling things.
0: Yes, like even how, to, how we can now stream movies that we're supposed to open in theaters, which is kind of exciting. Martha, aren't you going to stream a movie tonight? I absolutely am. In case you
1: guys didn't know, uh, Trolls, the World Tour, which is the second Trolls movie, comes out today. Of course, it was supposed to release in theaters, but it can't, so they are releasing it on various ways. I already have it in queue on my Amazon Prime account, and
0: that's what we're doing as a family tonight. So I highly recommend that because it's a great movie. I love that. We might have to join you because we're doing a drive-in movie in our garage. (laughs) We thought it would be kind of fun. All right, well let's get to Andy now. So today we have on the show two of my favorite people and two of the funniest people I know, Andy and Kristen Bickman, uh, coming at us from somewhere in the middle of nowhere. I have no idea, but I see snow. Welcome guys.
2: We, we are coming to you from uh, Rochester, Minnesota.
0: Martha and I are dressed, a little, dressed up a little bit. I decided to wear Christmas clothes today because you know what, first, uh, when I go into my closet, I don't know what's a costume and what's, because half of my clothes look like a costume, so that's why I picked this dress.
1: <laughs> yeah, she likes to do Fancy Dress Friday. It's something we started last week.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> we've got nothing better to do. So Andy and Kristen, tell us how it's going. How are you handling everything with this coronavirus, and how is Hollywood handling it? How are you guys handling all of your many shows, deals, et cetera?
2: Well, I I just found out I'm legally still married to Kristen, and uh, if anything, that's been the biggest shock of all of this. Uh, I have tried to find lawyers online. Everybody's busy with the pandemic, but He's stuck uh, with me now. But I uh, and she was with child, and uh, she is your child. And she birthed <laughs> it, and now we have a child and a dog and
3: which I did not birth the dog.
2: <laughs> so uh, Are you
3: there? Sure?
2: <laughs> you know what? Pandemic. Uh, we, are, we were in the middle of... Uh, um, we were in Long Island. We were in the center of it in Long Island um, filming a TV series for Netflix uh, called The Crew that stars uh, Kevin James and uh, is uh, about NASCAR and produced by NASCAR. And we were filming, we were in Long Island about three weeks ago.
3: I think a month ago A today. month ago
2: today. And we were finishing an episode when Netflix kind of put a pause on all the shows, including ours. And then we were still in Long Island for a few more days editing. And Kristen was getting antsy because uh, she's super smart. And uh, That's a
3: polite way to put it. And then
2: <laughs> I... Then Netflix on around a Tuesday, we were you know total stop editing and to get the hell out of Dodge. And rather than going to Los Angeles, we thought we'd come to this beautiful part of the world and hunker down with her mom and our niece.
3: Okay.
1: It is beautiful. Well, I think I think uh, we forgot to say that you're a film director, producer, television director, television producer. You name it, you're a dr- jack of all Writers. trades. What I love the most is you're a fellow Texan
2: from Midland, Texas. That's right. I am uh, a Christian who's a writer, uh, um, was smart enough to marry a Texan. And (laughs) she went to Stanford, uh, which is somewhere. And uh, I went to Texas Tech, which is in Lubbock. Yeah. Usually, that's a pretty good Texas Tech to Stanford ratio.
0: Harvard of the South?
2: Uh, sure. <laughs> and uh, we, uh, uh, so yes, we're, I'm a, a, proud, uh, a proud Texan. It sounds,
1: sounds like this is a typical case of opposites attract, maybe. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, I, I, my mom and I always think that I would have hated Andy in college. He was he a was big man <laughs> on campus, and I was nerdy library girl. I always say that about my husband too, because I'm, oh, there's 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 an audience. Do you guys have a live
0: audience?
2: We have <laughs> a sorry, chihuahua.
0: So Andy, what's continuing? Like what give us a little perspective on what's going on in Los Angeles? Because, you know, it really is different. Like I here I am, I just wrote a book, and I'm like, oh, do I pursue this with people? How do you gently go about that? How do you feel people are surviving during this time? Are they shutting down? or really sort of just doing a lot of
2: development? It, it is a little bit of, of everything, honestly. I think if you're a writer, uh, uh, Kristen has been in her room uh, finishing a script for producers in LA, uh, doing notes over the phone. I'm finishing a script right now. Um, so from a writing standpoint, you are blessed with time uh, on your hands, and I'm assuming scripts are being written for features in television uh, uh, rapidly right now. Uh, I know on our show where we still have several more episodes to go, our writers who are spread out around the the country are currently writing those scripts so that when the world comes back to normal, we'll be able to start shooting right away. Uh, From a directing standpoint, we are Have a couple of projects that we're developing both for features and you know, we do a lot of theater So I was heading off to London to do our Heather's the musical tour, which is currently postponed So we were we have been doing as much as we can uh, Knowing that every decision you make is based on a I don't know when Yes, Uh, I think you're a producer the projects we're producing and our friends who are producing, again, it's, it's, it's kind of waking up every day and getting online, doing Zoom meetings and trying to keep the ball rolling. Unfortunately, uh, much like our friends have been furloughed in their jobs, so many of them, uh, the companies have, uh, have stopped uh, payment. And so you got a lot of people waking up trying to figure out what uh, to do. In some ways, what you guys are doing with the podcast uh, is great because it continues uh, a little bit as business as normal uh, in a time period where business is anything but normal.
3: Yeah, I mean, the yeah. smartest thing you can do is generate right now. I mean, if mm-hmm. quarantine's right dream. I mean, if yeah. you're sitting around it, of course, you know, we have the baby and my mom's helping, thank God, but you know depending on your kids and their ages if you don't come out of this with a bunch of material because you know in theory i think um, i think netflix said come midsummer they're running out of material so yeah. in theory when this is over there's some sort of buy, you know sellers boom i guess
0: well and that's a, that's great to hear because let me tell you we have a lot of friends uh, you know our audience is a lot of people in the park cities so that's why it's called the bubble lounge and you know people are trying to find Entertainment, And I will say that, you know, that we need more material right now. I think everybody will be so caught up on everything and have watched it 10 times, including Tiger King, that they'll be they'll want something different. You know, they're going to be so ready to be entertained. You know, I miss the movies. I miss new stuff.
1: Speaking of Tiger King, I was wondering if you guys thought it would have the huge success that it's had if we weren't on quarantine, because they literally could not have released that at a better time.
3: Oh, I think it's gold. I think quarantine or no quarantine. I mean, first of all, Carol Baskin killed her husband. Let's just oh, for yes, sure, yes, no yes, doubt, sure. <laughs> um, I, I mean, legally,
2: we don't know if Carol Baskin killed her husband. <laughs> Christian exactly. is not an authority uh, on the intricate details, but it is probably true she did kill her husband. But legally, we're not allowed. <laughs> I think so. And this podcast so. makes no claim that we are experts in the brutal killing that Carol Baskin did of her husband.
3: By sardine.
2: Yeah, by sardine oil. She covered him in sardine oil. But we Ew, I didn't get that far. Oh. I got oh. even- Wait, hold on. <laughs> she,
3: she, like, very casually at one point's like, well, if someone was going to kill someone or feed them to the tigers, you'd cover them in sardine oil. And everybody's like, Oh. oh. Why? Why would she be saying that?
0: Okay, so I don't know.
2: Smoking <laughs> so much.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to go back for a minute because our audience doesn't know your musical history, but Andy Fickman, I remember going to your first musical, um, Reefer Madness, and I remember feeling very excited about being just a few feet from Paula Abdul. So give us your history of musicals. And, and starting with your musical theater in Midland, Texas.
2: So, so it all, I mean, truly it all started in, in Midland, Texas because my father, father was uh, Phil thickman was a very active member of the Midland Community Theatre, right across the street from Dennis the menace park and uh, and every musical that they did there uh, my dad was a was a geologist and a paleontologist for shell oil and but he just loved musicals and exposed me to theater and film and television and every musical that happened there my dad was in and so I, I grew up in Midland my earliest memories as a child are actually backstage at that theater. So musicals, you know, when I was in, in uh, about the time we moved to Houston and I was really active in, in, in local theater and, in and, and, uh, high school musicals and, um, uh, and continued. And, and so my love went as a director, my first big musical was Reefer Madness, which, which opened in Los Angeles, moved to uh, New York, had the unfortunate, uh, timing of opening during uh, 9-11, uh, where everything shut down for obvious reasons. And then we made a uh, a, a movie on Showtime uh, with Reaver Madness, with a lot of our original cast, like Kristen Bell and the wonderful Bob Tordy and John Casir, Christian Campbell, and Anna Gasca, and Alan Cumming, and Nev Campbell, Stephen Weber, Amy Springer. Look, I just name-dropped a bunch of them. <laughs> um, but, but that, but, you know, and so anytime I've had an opportunity to do a musical, uh, nothing makes me uh, happier.
0: Well, then your other musicals are, tell us your other musicals. Uh,
2: uh, well, the one we're, we're currently developing, uh, based on the movie 13 Going on 30, mm-hmm. uh, we're doing that as a, as a musical. We have a, a historical musical uh, based on a true story called Glory Ride. Um, the biggest one that, though, that's been a a part of my life for for our lives for many years is Heathers. Uh, And Heathers uh, um, ran in LA, ran in New York, uh, has won a ton of awards. And then we had a a new up-and-comer producer out of London named Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber, who's an up-and-comer. And (laughs) and he he fell in love with it. And he and another producer named Paul Taylor Mills and, and another great producer, Bill Kenwright, brought it to London. Uh, we had a wildly sold-out show in London uh, on the West End, and now we're getting ready to start the tour with even bigger things coming our way with that, and we uh, uh, we continue to love it.
1: I actually had a writing qu- question for Kristen since she's been writing so much. I want to know if you think that the writing right now for Hollywood and scripts and everything will reflect the pandemic, or are writers trying to shift more to comfort projects, uh, lighthearted things uh, as an antidote to uh, the stress and the worry that a lot of people are experiencing?
3: Oh, that's such a great question. Actually, I had um, a notes call the other day in which we were talking about how, you know, we've now been through 9-11, now we've been through this pandemic, and it might be a time to be really conscious of keeping grounded in real life and relatability and things like that. So, you know, it's interesting with projects like Game of Thrones and those worlds, those will always be um, wildly popular and Avengers and things like that. But I think as far as, you know, maybe your romantic comedies and things like that, you might see a definitely a more grounded tone coming out of this. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Well, if memory serves, things like The Walking Dead were created during times of economic problems, and then lighter things like comedy seem to come out of um, economically depressed and socially chaotic times like right now, and when people are looking to be happy, for example.
2: You look at the history of Hollywood, you look at uh, when uh, the country came out of the Great Depression, you know, you're coming out of the Great Depression, coming into movies uh, like A Wizard of Oz or A Wonderful Life, like uh, we have always bounced back by trying to give a lot of hope. You look at a country like India and the sheer size and scope of of Bollywood, which tends to put out just one feel-good musical after another feel-good musical in a country that, at many times, uh, has has had a a, a tremendous amount of uh, economic depression uh, amongst their population. Yet the population can escape into those happier times, and so uh, in terms of what the movies are, so I think that. We definitely will continue to see that backlash, and you also that that going forward with positive films. You also see, you know, when we come out of a war, we sit ten times need a couple of years before we want to do something hardcore about that war or about that. because if it feels too close, um, it's a little hard. Uh, Kristen's uh, father was uh, uh, one of the top cardiologists at the Mayo Clinic, and uh, I think medical shows were hard for him to watch because he dealt every day as a cardiologist in the real world that turning on a you know a medical show was not the easiest thing because that was a fictionalized version of what he was in and I think that holds true for for many many people across the, the country you need a you need an escape
0: what 's your favorite of your work tell us what your favorite of your work is to watch but, over and over again
1: should we be Yeah, what should we be watching while we're in quarantine of your My wedding video
2: was by far my best work.
3: Which? What? Wow. He said his wedding video was... (laughs) (laughs) What a good husband.
2: Though though I will say, um, we had a movie, a a big family movie that came out in November with John Cena called Playing With Fire. And it just was hitting uh, on demand when the world was shutting down. And I've gotten more emails and texts from friends saying, hey, we're loving watching your movie. Uh, the kids are loving it. So there is something nice when there is something uh, that you did that everybody is able to, to watch and enjoy.
0: Well, yeah. and I love it because it's, about, it's kind of about a hero. It's a hero film and the underdog and there's like a happy ending. That's the kind of stuff we need to see now. I have to say I'm very impressionable. One of the reasons I became an actor. And for me, that kind of stuff is very important to watch right now. So you have a wealth of material that we could, and we'll post it on our website, which people can all start watching and feel happy about stuff again.
1: Well, I'm, I'm curious if you guys think that films will go more the way of streaming since they don't have the ability to actually re- release it in the movie theaters right now. Absolutely. Are we going to be seeing more of this?
2: Well, that's what is currently happening. The release of Trolls. Um, I was
1: just about to say I'm so excited we're watching it tonight and that's that's what made
2: me think of it it's the world premiere and it wasn't supposed to be the world premiere this was right. a movie that was supposed to happen but several movies are now going straight to streaming and and it is a way to give the audience material uh, that is fresh um, and some some films are going good- gonna be you know pushed back to some of them have already been redated up to I think a year from now oh, yeah. so like the James uh, Bond movie? uh yeah uh, and uh, uh our friend the rocks movie jungle cruise that was gonna come out has been swapped pushed back a year so I think studios are making those decisions of what movie to hold and then what movie is good as you and Ellie were sort of pointing out what is good for the environment right now and when families are sort of locked down as they should be until we get through this you release a movie like trolls and as you said you have plans friday night which you know this is the world premiere you guys are are gonna watch it and there's been several movies that have been that were clipped from their um their their showing we saw emma which we really liked that was that was coming out at the time Saw
3: the the hunt
2: uh there are a lot of movies fantasy island coming out early so oh I, my do God, th- I can't wait to see that yeah so I, I, I do think that that every studio is trying to make that decision for them but it's also for the consumer and right now the consumer is you know you're home you know you're doing puzzles you're playing games um, uh, you're making food and you're watching TV and movies And right. so that's, that's a big part of it
0: tonight we're gonna have a drive-in in our garage We're having a drive-in movie. That's so creative. Yeah, because we have an old 1936 car, so we're going to sit in it and watch a movie on the TV that we just hung up in the makeshift gym that my husband made in a panic when the gym's closed.
2: (laughs) That's similar to us. Every night, Kristen makes me sleep in the garage. And and it's not... Your sound's cool because you have a television and I'm assuming not as many spiders, but... uh, (laughs) You know, yay, coronavirus quarantine. You're fine.
0: <laughs> What's your favorite thing to do during, during quarantine? What's your favorite escape?
2: Crying. I just cry. <laughs> I just stay down on the bathroom in the fetal position. And just, I'll do it for 14, 15 hours until, oh until I hear someone say food. And then I get up, dry myself <laughs> off, and go be a productive member of this household.
0: So I assume Kristen makes dinner and just says Food, and you go running not, We're not
2: real picky Anymore we, just, when we all come out, we scramble The dog, the baby Kristen and I, her niece And our, what my mother-in-law does Is she just she, she grew up in Chillicothe, Missouri on a farm So she just hog tosses it And throws it all out on the ground And then we just scramble <laughs> Jordy is getting fast, and she's getting in there, and it's harder every day to to get the meal you want. I
1: I, I love it, Andy. You sounded like such a Texan hog tossing out there. I love
2: that. Well, guys, on any given day, uh, on any given day, it's a little bit of a Texan out there.
1: Yeah, I love that. Well, guys, thank you guys so much for spending time with us and taking a break from your beautiful snow vacation home. <laughs> we really appreciate you guys joining us today.
2: I will say this, and we, we have to remind ourselves, and I think what, what you both are doing is just a good reminder to all, uh, look, we're going to get through this. Like We are going to get through this. We are a, a resilient nation. We're a resilient world uh um and there are smart people far smarter than 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 me most likely they did go to texas tech though that are going to solve this problem uh but uh but everybody just you, you know the, the those days can be heavy on everybody and it's good a good reminder to smile a good reminder to laugh a good reminder and and to help uh and just help those who are less fortunate Uh, We spend a lot of time on the internet, literally just looking at stories uh, of people helping each other in this time. And that is probably, that is probably one of, uh, one of the greatest things.
1: Well, guys, thank you so much for spending the time with us today. That's been another episode of The Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson.
0: And I'm Nellie Shudo. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you, Kristen and Andy. Bye.